Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats. Is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys and chill, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag and Balance7.com. If you're into sports betting, BetOnline is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, Head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So, I don't know if you heard, but apparently, former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. I was reading a press release about how he started taking a pH balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7, and that's what has helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015. He even said, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out. I always need energy to level up. I couldn't agree more with Lamar. And after watching him fight Aaron Carter in July's celebrity boxing match, I think it's safe to say that Balance 7 is working for him. Cool thing is, we've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now, where if you go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, you'll receive a free four-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails at $13.99. So I'd say it's pretty worth it. Again, head to balance7.com and use the code BLEAV at checkout to get in on the promotion. I know I will. If it worked for him, I think it can work for you too. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm here with our hosts, Eric Warfield and Jason Dunn. Guys, how are you doing? What up? Good, good. What's happening? What's happening? Nothing much. You know, just uh, looking at the um, every day as we get closer to the season, you know, I did want to actually ask, want to ask you guys a question as far as. Um, like before we get into the questions tonight, but as you start to see the cuts happening throughout around the league, what is the kind of like the feeling in the locker room, like not locker room, but like, you know, in training camp, when you start to see guys like leaving and leave, I mean, is that kind of like, um, I mean, it's obviously the nature of the beast, but what is the kind of feeling in like the, uh, around the locker room and stuff? I mean, we're human. We have feelings, you know, we, we develop relationships with guys. So it, it, it does bother you a little when you see certain guys leave. Basically, basically when you see any guy leave the team. Mm-hmm. But in the bigger you know spectrum of things, it's your job. You, you've been through this year after year after year after year after year. So it's kind of expected. Um, you know, as long as your job is intact, you know, as long as your checks are still coming, that's your main concern. But yeah, you, you do have ill feelings towards, well, I wouldn't say towards someone, but you still feel uh, bad about certain guys leaving the team, basically all the guys leaving the team uh, for whatever reasons. But when it comes down to it, um, your main concern is those guys that are going to be starting playing, you know, beside you, opposite of you. Uh, well, not completely opposite, opposite of you, but uh, the guys that are making that 53 roster. 
so the team that's built that's going to go through go with you throughout the season. So that's your main concern. But yeah, you 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 feel bad for the guys that aren't making the team. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is, um, you know, when you see guys, you know, dreams kind of, you know, dissipate. Yeah. You see the uh, the disappointment on they they, they faces. Like you, you definitely feel bad for them, and so like you, like he was saying, man, you, you know, you build up a rapport and relationship with these guys, and it's just always like one of those things, like, dang, God, man, I like, I thought you had a chance, man, like, you know what, man, good luck, man, keep trying, you know, you, you're trying to be encouraging as much as possible, um, you know, at that moment, something that's just gonna try to lift their spirits up, and it, you know, it's, it's a little tough, like you said, sometimes where a, a guy that might have been on a roster one or two years before. And then all of a sudden they'll make it. And so you're hoping that, well, maybe them being released now, they have a chance to get on another team uh, yeah. somewhere down the road. But that's it, always, always tough. It's always tough. And I know some guys are sitting there thinking like, shoot, I'm glad it wasn't me. You know, seriously. I mean, that's just the reality of it in the NFL, man. Look, hey, playing in the NFL is hard. People understand. Look, man, it, it, there's only so many guys that had that opportunity to come and play and be a part of the NFL team. And there's a reason why, okay? Yeah. We're talking about like being the elite of the elite. That's how it, it comes down to. I mean, I see it, there's tons of talented guys. He knows these, man, there's tons of talented guys out there, man, that just don't make it, you know, for one reason or another, man. So that's part of the evaluation. Um, so, you know, and, I, and, and the reason I'm saying that is because I want to I want to talk about some some other things too, like real quick, okay? And then that, that you know, around the league, this, this whole, like when, when Tebow got cut, you know what I mean? Like that was that was you know shocking to some, but for others, like look, man, you know what? Hey, he 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 did what he had to do. Didn't quite help, you know, work out for him like he thought it was going to be. But also too, man, he playing a new position, you know, coming in that's tough. And it's things he's never done before. That's difficult. But it just also tells you the magnitude of how good you have to be, especially in the NFL. You know what I mean? It ain't like you just come and walk off the street and it, it, you know, it don't happen. You know, it's a rarity if it does happen, getting guys coming off the street. I mean, we have guys that like trying to come in each and every single year who's putting a time and effort all year round to get on the NFL roster, just have a chance to get a look. So, uh, you know, these things, man, it, it, it's tough, man. NFL is tough. When they say not for long, it's not for long. Yeah. Now, that was, you know, just obviously there, there was a guy who uh, on the Chiefs who got cut this week, Antonio Callaway, who, uh, you know, I thought was going to be – you and I actually thought we were, he was going to be um, like a, an asset for the team this year. So, you know, he had, he had a little injury. So, you know, I, I was curious what the feelings were in the locker room after when, when guy when – you, once you start to see guys dis, um, dissipate. Um, I told uh, you, man, hey, look, hey, can't make, it, can't make the club in the tub. That's, that's, that's how they say, man. And that's, that's probably like one of the worst things to do is get hurt when you're like one of those bubble guys, because it's like, oh man, you know, like what am I gonna do? Teams ain't gonna wait for you. They, they ain't got time to. So, you know, they 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 release guys. I thought, like you said, I thought he was gonna make it, man. But yeah, <laughs> you know, you do have some of those that are that'll milk that injury and try to, you know, hang around for a while. <laughs> right. <laughs> they can't cut you while you're hurt. <laughs> right, right. They, yeah. <laughs> you see it like walking out real slow. <laughs> Like, like man, it's no good hurt. Like he need, he needs a wheelchair or something. You know. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I ain't mad at him though. Shoot, shoot, stay around as long as you can. Maybe make somebody smile and somebody thinks differently yeah, about it. I agree. 
So uh, another another one, uh, kind of before we jump into it, is um, the Jamal Adams contract. And, you know, I, I think from all the preseason write-ups that I've seen, they've listed uh, Tyron Matthew as number one safety. And so that's going to play into his contract is to see what, what he just got paid. And I know they, you know, uh, they posted an article yesterday on, on Sports Center how Veach said that, uh, you know, we don't have the money right now. Um, you know, he's, he's got to be patient. Yeah. <laughs> when you see, when you see the big contracts go out like that, you know what you're worth? Yeah. You, you, you start, uh, knocking on that door and hitting that, hitting that sand button quite often to see, oh. see what kind of deal you can get done. So, I mean, that's gonna, I hope that doesn't affect him mentally, um, going into the season, just knowing that, you know, we haven't tied him into a, a, a contract, but right now, I think he understands that we don't have the, the money's not available. I mean, it's been out there, put out there publicly that, you know, we don't have it right now. Um, so, but I just hope it doesn't play into his, 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 um, his, his mentality going into the season. But then, you know, he did say something about him that it, I guess he liked a, 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 a tweet or something about going to Baltimore. It's like, come to Baltimore. And he liked it. He was like, oh, you know, he's like, cool. Or he checked it or something like that. Or he liked it. He, he did a like on it. You know, uh, everybody was like, "Uh oh, like, oh shoot, what is that?" <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> hey, when it, when it boils down to it, it's a business, right? And but like you said, if uh, if you treated the guy fairly and, and and you do kind of know what it is, it's like it's it's the parameters we we could deal with. Look, we we want you here. We look, we're telling you we are committed to you. We're trying to work some things around. What can we do to get to that point? But look, I promise you, we're gonna try to get this thing done. Yeah, it's true. Hey, but the sports article, it said Veach made the comment that, you know, we don't have the money this year and we may not have the money next year because of uh, the contracts that we're tied into. So, you know, I hate to see him leave, you know, especially for what he's done, what he's, you know, continuing to do. Uh, but if we can find a way, we need to go digging right now, try to find a way to, to get that done. I'm telling you, man, I told him, like, hey, we start – Start moving money to get guys. Hey, hey, I, I knew it was gonna come. Yeah. Days, man, it's just that it, the timing is just it's bad, bad timing in itself. But yeah, I, mean, I think the phrasing was uh, money is tight, but like, I mean, what, what he said was that we're trying, we, we want to strike a deal, and so does the, the tyrant side. So it's like, you know, they both want, they at the end of the day, they, he wants to stay there, but if the money isn't there, you know, you gotta go. I mean, that's right. And I don't. I, I do not think he's going to accept anything less than what Adams took. Yeah. He's a isn't he? He's a, he's a year or two or, or a year or three older than uh, Adams, I believe. He's a, there's, there's a good amount of uh, age difference there, I believe. Man, so, you still rank number one at your position, so you still playing at a high level. Don't matter, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, look, don't even don't even try to use it. Don't, don't negotiate tactics on me. I'm older. You know, yeah. a few months. Don't don't use that too. You know what I'm doing. My production on the field is so. You know, if you want me, you're gonna keep me. You gonna find that money. So mm -hmm. when it gets to that point, that's when it's like, look, I've been patient, but y'all need to start finding some things, start moving some things around, right? If you committed to me. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about in the show as far as Frank Clark's uh, future. We don't know what's going to happen with that. So Vish can't come out and say, you know, 
Frank's, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're probably gonna get rid of that contract by next year, and then there will be them freeing up some money in, the, in that case. So I believe after next year, we, we don't get penalized if we were to, to to get rid of him after next year. So I mean, it's he's gonna have to play a, a game of you know twister with, with these contracts. Uh, All right, so better we're him get, than me. What's that? The better him than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so we're going to get to our first chief concern tonight. It's uh, talking about our first preseason game from last week. Albeit it was a small sample size, but the Chiefs' O-line looked pretty good. I saw some nice holes for CEH. And the defense, the pass rush was was there. Uh, our boy Chris Jones was uh, getting after Trey Lance last week. Uh, but what were your takeaways from the uh, first preseason game of, of the things that you saw? Uh, well, uh, my takeaway from it, uh, it was good just to see the you know the first team out there. Um, offensive line looked looked look wonderful, like was expected. Uh, I think it, to me that was kind of the anticipation about how you know they was going to gel together, how everybody was going to move together, and, and they did a tremendous job. It looked good, like you said, a little sampling of it. Okay, you know, looked great. Um, but also too, you know, you, you're thinking, well, do they have their top, you know? Guys, everybody's not necessarily healthy on the defense, and you know who's. So it's one of those things, but it still looked good, right? From what you're getting, uh, and so like Trey Smith, you know, looked wonderful. Uh, Nanny looks, he looked good. That, like the whole offense line looked like they were gelling pretty, pretty well. Uh, defensively, now it was a little concerning giving up that, that big play, a touchdown. Uh, you know, it was, it was a bad angle. It was a bad angle. Um, you know, kind of a, you know, roll out, throw back, play, but those things you got to be ready. You got to be ready for. And so the defense looked well. It was just that, that throw. You're like, oh, my gosh. Like, how do you, how do you got to miss on that? But, you know, younger guy in, you know, first NFL experience that he's had. And shoot, you pay for it. But he's going to get better. He's going to get better from it. So that was my takeaway, man. I think, you know, defense did a, a wonderful job. You know, certain plays just kind of looked like it was. Offense did well. I mean, Patrick still you know, look 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 good. Uh, so I think you know overall, man. That's you, you know you knew what you was kind of going to get anyway, right? But uh, yeah. Really, and I will say this: I'll, I'll end it on this. Is it was encouraging to see the guys fight at the very end to pull the game off, right? And that's what I was actually evaluating: was how are these guys going to do it uh, when you have to be uh, like the no huddle, you know, fast on the ball come down and score points and they got it done, man. They got it done. So I, that was really impressive. Now maybe defensively, I didn't, I didn't quite like what I seen from the defensive ends on like that third team, you know, can do and those guys, uh, not so much. Um, so I think they were ways away, uh, but with more, you know, more time and experience that they'll get there. Yeah. I, I didn't put too much into it. You know, you, you get, you get more in a practice than you'll get from that first preseason game. Uh, you know, we can't give away certain schemes, give away certain positions. And I know we, we've already talked about moving Chris Jones from inside to outside. So nobody really wants – we don't really want to show that look um, just yet, even though he did have a sack. And I guess the complaints was it wasn't against the number one off the O-line mm. that he did get the sack. So um, – but we know what kind of animal that he is either way. So uh, he doesn't have to go out there and do much to, to, to prove anything. Uh, the, the first preseason game is all about those young guys going out to, to, to earn themselves a spot. And for the most part, as Jason said, uh, it's up to them to go out there and pull the game off, get the victory. 
Um, so whether win or loss, we don't look at those categories, although it's some kind, somehow kind of plays into it. They claim that if you don't win a game in preseason, you're not likely going to have a great season. Um, so, uh, but getting the first victory under the belt was good. You know, tomorrow night, I think we played, yeah, tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the ones will get more reps. Uh, they'll be more intense. Um, so we'll get to see more of what, we're going to get from the season. You won't see any dynamic plays, you know, no over the tops with Tariq Hill. You know, I don't think you'll get any dance moves or highlights from Kelsey, but uh, you're going to get some big plays. So uh, I don't, I didn't put too much into it or take much from the first game. It was good to have football back, but we watching the Chiefs again. So, uh, you know, that, that's kind of about how I looked at it. And also another thing, uh, we talked about the O-line there, Jason. Creed Humphrey looked amazing. I mean, obviously it was a small sample size, but I've seen some of the clips that people have kind of uh, shown and like kind of zoomed in on his play throughout throughout his few plays that he was in. He looked he looked really good. And talking about, you know, uh, playing Twister with our contracts next year, if we keep hitting on these these rookies, you know, the, the second round to sixth round like we have with uh, Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey so far, um, I mean, that's we'll, we'll be able to save money that way by getting hit on these rookies, so. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, so uh, talking about the game on uh, Saturday uh, and then going into following that game, you know, we talked about how some of the, the, the younger guys are trying to earn the spot on the team. Well, this week we saw Jody Fortson go from the third team guy to, you know, actually getting some playing time with the ones. So this week at practice, the Chiefs rolled out multiple three tight end packages with different combinations between Travis Kelsey, Blake Bell, Noah Gray, and Jody Fortson. Um, so two questions here. What are your thoughts on bringing back these three tight end sets that we haven't really seen in Kansas City since the days of Jason Dunn, Tony Gonzalez, and Chris Wilson? Um, and then also, what are the chances that we go into the season having four tight ends on the roster? Go ahead, Eden. Right, Eden. Well, I can't see us having four tight ends. Uh, you know, extremely excited to see what Noah Gray brings to the to the offense. What with with you know such an ex Extreme talent is Kelsey, but Kelly Kelsey has spoken highly of. Him. Uh, he likes everything that he's done so far. He's excited to see what the kid brings, um, you know, to the season and, and to his career. But so I think he's going to fit in well, and 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 we, walk, we probably won't lose much uh, offensively if we have to rest Kelsey. Um, but just that that big package, it, it it shows more as to where we're trying to uh, be more aggressive within the short yardage. And hopefully the red zone area, if we can, you know, get that that bulk patch package, um, you know, set to where we can get those short yards. You know, I, we don't, I don't, do we have a fullback at the moment? I don't think we do. Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah. Um, he's going to get it? I'm not sure. I, I, I'd be more confident with putting uh, Kelsey and Noah in uh, for the short yardage package than, uh, than, than the fullback. Um, you know, because we're basically, you know, even with Sherman, uh, we're, we're not a fullback offense. Uh, we're spread you out. And, and I think right now, with the concerns of last year of not being able to capitalize on a lot of the red zone plays that we did have and some of the short yardage uh, plays that we have, I think this, this the, that ace package of two tight ends uh, is going to be real crucial to the season. Okay. All right, so yeah, so I'm I'm absolutely absolutely excited. I, I tell you what, man, it this it was so joyous to hear. Okay, of, of having uh, multiple tight end sets, 
And here's why, because it gives you multiple options of what to do. It is just, to me, it's, it's, it's a matchup nightmare for defenses. Because now all of a sudden you got three big guys on the field at one time. And so I know how effective we were with having multiple tight ends on, 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 the, on, on the field. You start seeing a lot of teams emulate what we did in Kansas City because we had so much success. So we led the offense for like three years straight, right? And then you start seeing right, New England started to get there. Other teams started the Rams. and you know, Everybody started to, like, look, Kansas City having a great time with two, you know, two or three tight end sets because you, you got guys now who could go downfield and actually, you know, destroy uh, a linebacker, uh, a safety, and they match up well physically against a corner. So, uh, to me, uh, it, it just makes sense. And I definitely see four tight ends out there on the roster. I do. And, and he made a great point. So, he could, you, you could, I could think now, because I, I went through the numbers, all right? I made my own 53-man roster up, okay, of the guys I thought was going to be on the team. And so, I was one guy too many is where I was at, all right, with, with mine. But I kept the four tight ends in. So when I'm looking at Fortson, what he can do, man, look, the guy's playing phenomenal right now. I mean, he, he's gotten bigger. He's dedicated himself in the weight room, uh, pushing off. And he still runs good routes because he's a wide receiver. I just remind, he just kind of reminds me of Rixie, you know, Michael Ricks when he came here. You know, he's long, lanky, got great hands, uh, runs good routes, and he's hungry. And that's the thing about it. And so Noah in itself, Noah Gray, uh, didn't really have a good, you know, preseason game. But he's just getting his feet wet. And this is where you see, like, just his rookie year trying to get to what the speed of the game is. And he'll learn that over time. You know, he's getting it in practice, but he'll learn it over time. I'm sure he probably had, you know, a little bit of some butterflies, you know, to win him too. Maybe some catches he probably should have made, which I thought he was going to be able to make. But he, he'll, he'll, make those, he'll make those plays. Uh, and Bale. So I think Bale may be that guy that could replace, like, that fullback guy. Okay. You could be have him being like the banger and, you know, in line blocking more than anybody else. But I think Fordson and, you know, Kelsey, they can, all those guys can do it and just being more of an H-back uh, kind of offense, if you will. But to me, man, it's just it's a matchup nightmare on defenses because then all of a sudden you got the option to run and to pass out of it. You know, what do you do? So you can't say, OK, you got three tight ends in. They're going to run the football. Well, no, we're not. You know, we got guys right now who's, who was a wide receiver. We're going to match up against your guy uh, and beat him. So best cover safety, got him. You know, destroy that. Oh, guess what? Oh, we're running out of this. So it, it, it creates a lot of, lot of uh, uh, availability, you know, for our offense to do a lot more things, right? So that's why I look at it, man. I'm just so excited, man, just, you know, being able to, to look at it as a tight end. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just – I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So – Giving guys opportunity. It's, it's just a little reminiscent of you back back in the, back on the squad. That's all. Yeah, no, it, it's a little bit more than that, though. E, it, it really <laughs> is. Yeah, look, I, and I and I'll say this: if the guys don't have the ability to do that, I say so, right? Like it, it wouldn't make any sense to keep a guy on the roster who's not going to be able to do like special teams and all those things that that's going to give that part of it. But you got guys that that got the speed to run down, make tackles, play every special team that's that's out here. So you eliminate that that question. Can they play special teams? Absolutely they can. Can they block? Absolutely they can. Can they run routes? It, it works. It definitely works. I mean, the, for the teams that I do know of that have had it, have tried it, 
Yeah. They've had successful offenses. But I can't tell you that many teams. I know New England did it with Gronkowski and Hernandez. Yeah. I know, uh, I know we did it with you and with you and Tony. Mm-hmm. So other than that, I couldn't tell you a a, a, a a team that had two good tight ends. Shoot. Not one. Eagles was doing it. Eagles with Ertz and 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 Goddard was doing they was doing it for a long time. That's why I thought Goddard was he, you know, him going to Dallas now because Ertz was like the first tight end. I was just like, man, they, they, they're, they're two good tight ends up there in, in Philly. They really were. And, and they was, it was the same thing, a matchup nightmare. Uh, but, I, I mean, I, I know the teams because, you know, they're playing tight ends. You know, I'm going to watch the tight ends when they're out there. And say, the same, Baltimore was good with it. Baltimore, when they had uh, Andrews, uh, the guy that's down in, in Atlanta right now, uh, and the other oh, dude. Uh, Hurst. Hurst, Hurst. I like Hurst too, man, another guy. So there's teams that had, like, multiple tight end sets out there that were successful, right? Uh the Colts but, did it with Pollard and Clark. Colts, yeah, yeah. So, so there, there's guys that say it. Uh, and the thing but is, yeah, it's not a bunch of teams though. But I give, right, you, I, right. not, I get what you're saying though. Yeah, yeah. So, so the thing is, it, it won't eliminate, uh, you know, having the multiple sets with the wide receivers. Like I said, it just gives you more options now. And all of a sudden, so it's not like man, not only do we have these guys, but we got this package right now. Right, this package. Right now, put together, it's going to kill you too. What do you do? You bring in another linebacker to try to cover these guys? You're going to get beat. You know, so you're going to probably bring it, you know, thinking it's a big package. Well, guess what? We're going over the top. You know, so I love it, man. I, I just, I love it because, uh, you know, these guys are athletic, man, and, and they deserve to play. They deserve to get out there on the field. So I think you carry four tight ends. Uh, if you, the, the guys weren't capable to do it, then I say, ah, yeah, maybe not. But all four guys are capable of being out there on the field at one time. And if somebody does get hurt, you got another coming in. So you don't have to worry about too much, uh, you know, that that aspect of it. But, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> and, and Jody Fortson, it's cool in itself. You know, the guy transitioned from receiver to tight end, you know, playing with the threes. Then all of a sudden he comes in the game Saturday. He start, he's starting to rotate with the ones, you know, after he showcased what he can do uh, in a game on Saturday. And now he's, he's rotating with the ones from uh, some of the stuff. I think uh, Harold Kuntz uh, was talking, um, one of the Chiefs uh, beat, uh, not beat writers, but local reporters was saying that Eric Bieniemy, Coach Bieniemy, was all over uh, Fortson in a good way this week, you know, just t- talking him up on the sidelines during practice and stuff. So, you know, obviously the guy's, you know, he's, he's making a name for himself and, you know, if we can carry forward tight ends, he might he might have a big role this year as far as you know, it's multiple tight end sets. Yeah, I mean, shoot, he, look, he's he's been out there making plays, man. So they're gonna expect a lot out of him. I know the enemy's like, look, man, your name's out there, so you can't, you know, you can't you can't slough off now, right? Right at this moment, you should look to just get better. Everything you do, just build on what you you've done now, creating this buzz about you. Keep going with it. Keep going. And so, uh, man, it's encouraging, man, just to see. Uh, but he, he's put the look. He's put the work and the effort in to become a, a better tight end, and it's worked for him. And that's why I, I keep going back to like the whole thing, man, with the the whole down there in Jack, uh, Jacksonville. How it didn't work out. It doesn't happen that easy. You, you just don't make a transition that quick. It just it doesn't. You know, and there's a lot of idiots. It's like oh, I, BS. No, it's a whole difference, man. It's a whole difference NFL. So. All right. Well, uh, and the, the Tebow situation, you know, you and I were texting about, you know, what we saw on uh, on Saturday. You know, yeah, I will say this for whatever you think about Tebow. Um, I, I will say in, in general, it, the guy got to follow a, a dream of coming back and playing the NFL. 
you know, as you guys talked about, not everyone can do that. You know, he had, right. you know, he had the luxury of being able to be called upon from his former coach to be to play again. You know, I'm not gonna knock a guy for trying to play uh, football uh-huh. again. So you know, uh-huh. he I was rooting for him. I was rooting for him. Oh, shoot, I, I love Tebow. I was rooting for him. You know, so hey, it just didn't quite work out, man. But our four that we got up here with four, right. he's made that transition the way you should. For sure. Yes. Okay. So uh, our next concern, this one is uh, we actually had a YouTube um, subscriber actually uh, ask us to talk about this topic. Um, so this past weekend, we saw the refs take taunting penalties to a new level. Um, that was followed up by the NFL Competition Committee Chairman's Rich McKay uh, quote uh, after the, week, the the games this past weekend. Quote, the NFL Players Association's coaches and competition committee have made all, a strong statement regarding respect among everyone on the field. We saw an increase in actions that clearly are not within the spirit and intent of this rule and not representative of respect due opponents and others on the field. Game officials have been instructed to strictly enforce the taunting rules and players and coaches are reminded that two taunting penalties committed by an individual player will result in an automatic disqualification. In addition, the taunting player may be fined and or suspended depending on the severity of the actions. Now, a lot of people are upset uh, of this, about this. Uh, what are your guys' uh, stance on uh, the enforcement of the taunting policy, policies? I don't <laughs> – okay. One, you're in brute competition against somebody for three hours. You're going to talk shit no matter what. Now, it's just a matter of you getting in somebody's face and how you, pre- how you present that argument that I think that the ref is going to look forward to it. The, I know you had the one where you, you posted on Twitter about the, the low cut. Um, when that, when you, you got, we have this uh, box now oh, yeah. where DBs can't come in and take out linemen. Um, I mean, it's going to suck for the DBs because they're going to, you know, you guys get, you guys pancakes. Um, but the, the Tawny thing, I'm all for it. If it's going to eliminate fighting, because we don't want that in the game. Now, the, you're going to have trash talk. That's that's You can't take that from the game. Now, if it's to the point of it's an argument that's about to start a fight, I think the refs can sense that and, and kind of keep that at a minimum. But if it's just something that I'm in your face, I've got a big plate, I'm going to hold the ball in your face, I'm going to make some sort of a, a gesture to you, yeah, that's that's going a bit too far. Um, I'm not even against, you know, uh, I, I kind of hate the rule of guys getting flagged for taking the helmets off the Emmett Smith rule. Like, you know what? I don't think that's really taunting. Um, I mean, you can't showcase who you are. I mean, I, I know it's not about showcasing who you are, but what's the problem with just taking your helmet off if you're not causing any harm to anybody? I don't think it's showing up anybody. I mean, if you let, if you're going to let them celebrate, do dances now, I don't think taking off the helmet, is uh is, is is that bad either so uh i mean these rules are they've been in place for a long time i guess now it's just they're trying to put more emphasis on certain little things that you do but my my opinion on it is that you know uh they've done a good job over the years uh if there's something that they can sense that's going to lead up to a fight or something that's you know can kind of uh damage the the image of the nfl yeah you 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 um you police that and, and you police it uh, accordingly. Uh, but if it's just something that's minimum, you know, a guy gets up and says something, you don't throw a flag for something that small. I mean, I, I, it depends on what he says. Um, but again, 
that's at the ref's discretion. So to, to how they take it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm all for, you know, protecting the brand the image. Um, but when it takes away from the game um, and, and, and people enjoying the game, then yeah, it hurts at the end. So. Okay. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, I think, to be honest, these guys, the, the refs have got kind of lax over the years uh, with some of the taunting. Because I know some back in the day, you know, we, we had taunting rules. It's always been kind of enforced. But some of the things I've seen guys, I'm like, man, they wasn't taunting? Like, how do you, you get no penalty on that? Some things yeah. I've seen. So, to me, I don't have no problem with it. Like he said, man, you, you could clearly tell when a guy gets another guy's face or, you know, he's standing over top of him. That shouldn't be taunting. You know, because the thing is, all it's going to do is ignite the other guy, you know, to react. And so what they're doing is trying to, you know, just alleviate all of that stress of dealing with those things. And, and the reality is this. The tiny thing is subjective. OK, they're going to try to impose the rules, but it's the, 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 the reps are in preseason, too. So you're going to see more flags come out now because that's the new rule that's coming up. Right. But these guys, they look, they they do their film work and they talk these things over just like we do in 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 uh the football room. So they'll look over the film, like, hey, you know, was that was that really Tony and is that that bad? Maybe not. So let's make sure look at it like we're not really ticky-tack with some of these calls. And so I think they'll let the guys play, but something that is clearly Tony, like they, they was they made one uh, issue, like one dude came after Harbaugh on the sideline. You know, like the team had to hold him back. Man, that's Tony. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't no other way to look at it. So if you're like blatantly just out there, you know, talking or, or you know, trying to talk somebody like, yeah, come on out here. Totally different. Totally different. So guys should be looked at like, yo, man, that's a flag. You can't do things like that. So guys kind of know in their head. But like, you know, turning around and stuff like that is cool. Like Cheetah put the, the deuces up. With the deuce, yeah. Yeah, that, that ain't Tony. To me, that's not Tony. Now, with the safety, when he came back to him in his face, that's Tony. I'll tell you what, a sucker put his, his fingers up to me, up them two broken fingers in my face. Believe that. I'm, I'm snatching it. Believe me, I'm snatching it. So <laughs> I, I get that part of it, right? Because then, I, you know, I, I, I just, I ain't going to take it. I know he ain't going to take it, man. The football guy, we, you know, we ain't going to, certain things you yeah. be like, okay, man, all right, man, with all that noise, whatever. But, you know, when, when guys, you know, kind of go, you know, overboard with it, then you feel like you have to react and respond to certain things, right? Sometimes, sometimes, right? But the refs have to do their job. But for them to remain consistent, they're going to have to look at and throw the penalties and stuff right now. It's preseason. But they'll get all that, you know, kind of shored up because people are complaining about it. And so they'll back off a little bit on some of the things. Uh, but, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I ain't got no issue with it. I, I really don't. Uh, like I said, when it's blatant, the guy standing over top of somebody, it'll get that joker hurt, man, for real. You know, so, you know, somebody walked their leg up over me, man. They, <laughs> family jewels might be gone for a second. He, soon. Let to take that sucker's leg. Yeah, so, when, you, when, you reach, when you start making it personal, yeah, it's, it, there's an issue. Yeah, you, yeah. You're basically out there just celebrating or you're just in the moment and talking. Right. Uh, that, like I said, that's at the, the ref's discretion and and how and how they how they perceive it, so. Um, but I'm off whatever rule they want to, you know, yeah, throw out there. Heck, we, we got to live by it anyway. So, right. And, and, and another thing, too, they were talking about like the logo, like a team coming out there, standing on somebody's logo and all that disrespectful, totally disrespectful. 
as Tony. I agree, especially at this at this level. Like you're professional yeah, now. Right. I mean, even on. in college, it's still the same. Like you don't do that at that level either. Like, what's what's the point? Right. You know, go out there and win the game first. Yeah. So if I'm sitting over like, man, that was 48 out there, Slim Robin. That's him. You know, I let the whole team know. 48 just stood on our logo. Whoever got here right now, you make sure he pays for it. You know? Yeah. That's how it goes. So yeah, that that that's Tony, man. That shouldn't be allowed. Uh, so just to get it clear, you guys are both fine with the with the uh, the peace sign going to the end zone. You guys are fine with that. Oh yeah, that's that's, that's fine. <laughs> I don't think it's personal. You know, it's one of those, you know, I'm in the end zone, deuces. I'm out. Right. Yeah. But when you yeah. go up to somebody and you blatantly put that in front of their face, that's personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like you could like you could do like you know how you know DBs, of course, like the no catch, like no way yeah. you no fly zone. As long as you do it to your own sideline or away from the guy, you're good. But if you want a guy, you like no, you know what I'm saying? Eh, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. You know, as long as like no nah, buddy, no, not in here. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily Tommy. So yeah. I like to say, man, it's subjective, but they'll they'll get better at it. Yeah. Well, because a lot of articles came out this week. I think it was a Yahoo article. Someone said uh, the reason, one of the reasons for this rule is because of Tyreek Hill and the uh, the, the the deuces and the, and the peace sign. Uh, and then if you if you look on the the comments of like the, the, these articles online, you see all these fans like making fun of Chief fans, like oh uh, you know it, 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 your your guys are the main person behind this, and like so everyone thinks it's coming from Tyreek Hill and the, and the, and the deuces. Um, I, I mean, I don't think that's Tonathan. He's not do, like you guys say. He's not doing his face and people's faces. So yeah. And I will say it's one thing. He is completely wrong, okay, about the DBs cutting the line. That is wrong. Absolutely. That box, hey, that should not happen. Guys are running out there. You can cut a dude and cut ACL, MCL, all those things can happen to linemen, tight ends. It should not be a line. So you saying we shouldn't be able to do it? No, absolutely not. He yeah. absolutely not. Hey, look, go get in the weight room. Hey, <laughs> get in the weight room. Get in the weight room. That's the problem. The problem is the DBs ain't in the weight room like they should be. That's the problem. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, it's bully ball up there, man. Go hit a dude up uh, up underneath. Go hit a dude that's 300 plus, and I'm sitting here at 200. Go hit right here. Hit chin strap. Catch him right here, though. Yeah. I'm 200. And he's three plus. Yeah. Get in the weight room, man. What? What's the weight room gonna do? <laughs> Get <your stronger>. <laughs> <laughs> Go hit somebody in their chest. How about that? <laughs> And still get me sent to the take it out on the stretcher. <laughs> e, you all right? They're gonna break the little spinning stuff. E, you okay? <laughs> and obviously, e, e, you're obviously for you know the safety because that's we're talking about safety for for the O lineman, but it's also it's also safety for the uh, the, the cornerbacks too. In a way, I mean. What he kind of said right there, you're talking about that 350-pound guy coming to – Talk about DBs in general, not just the safety. DBs in general, because if that receiver is going to come – the receiver is supposed to uh, crack. Obviously, they can't crack by, uh, crack block anymore, but they're going to – I'll say wall him off. They're going down. When they go down, that DB is looking, and all, all of a sudden you see a big lineman coming towards you. That lineman's got to take you out. Mm-hmm. So what are you supposed to do? Your no. job is to take him out quick. Go hit no. him low. You, 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 you pile up the entire play right there. Yeah, look, I said you was one of the most athletic guys I ever seen. Hey, 
Use your athleticism to get around a 350 uh, pound guy. Use that athletic ability. A cartwheel or something to get around it? (laughs) If you need to. Yeah, you're athletic enough to do it. (laughs) (laughs) They had a game play, JD, man. Now, I I get it, man. Somebody made a comment. I think the dude that I I saw that posted on Twitter, he said that he thinks they need to adjust it to where if it's within the five-yard range and there's not that much speed being taken up, you know, maybe you can you can hit low, but when you're coming from uh, a distance, you're trying to take him out at a, that low angle, then it becomes dangerous. And I, I kind of I, I can I can I can agree with that. Okay, yeah, that, that's fair. I can see that. That's fair. Because so look, these guys out here, you know, context ain't guaranteed. So if you got an offensive tackle who's about to make twenty five million dollars a year, man, you take a joke out, man, there, there he goes. That's done, man. That's you know career choice. So you you got to protect him. Sure. But, you know, in all my years, JD, I don't, I don't recall a whole lot of those uh, situations where a guy's getting injured, though, because they see it coming from a mile away. Offensive lineman, dude. You know, they go low quick, and maybe, maybe what they don't do, you'll see a lineman maybe limp off. They don't really talk about it as much, and so you, you know, we might not just be, um, you know, looking for it. You know, if you don't really look for something. It doesn't mean it, it's not there. So I've I seen Lyman limp off from getting cut like that, man. It, that's hard. That's tough. When it, when somebody's running at you, and you think you're going to hit somebody up, and they just take your legs. Oh, man. That's, that's oh, it's tough when receivers do it. You know, we're sitting there we're supposed to block right. a receiver, and all of a sudden the receiver's down trying yeah. to cut block. You know, it's it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I get it 100%, but, you know, that's that's me and another guy that's uh, around my weight class. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. well, I got somebody 300-plus coming. That's a whole different situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, shoot, you might get knocked out with cutting a dude at, at big two. Big old ham hock coming. Oh, man, it might knock you out. No, it, it, knockouts don't happen like that. Unless you catch unless you catch that knee on the helmet. That's, that might be the only way, but yeah, when, you, when you're doing those low cuts like that, no. Yeah, be elusive. Be elusive. Like, you know, y'all little guy, be elusive. Get around them, you know. Y'all need to start working that. That's the worst thing you ever do. You never do that because when you do that, that running back knows he's going to see your your last – he's going to be able to tell your movement, and you're trying to make that be a lucid move and make that right cut. Yeah. Hey. Right to pay y'all the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's do our job and cut, take the knees out. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it does make the, it makes a DB's job I mean, a lot tougher. You know, the, the, the way the game is, you know, it's it's called for the offense now. You know, you can't breathe on a receiver. You can't breathe on a quarterback, uh, you know, for, that, for the D lineman. But as far as the, the passing appearance stuff, and then you got this. I mean, I don't know. Just I feel like it's a safety thing, and I feel like it's, it's leading it in the sucks, right direction. Marcus. It sucks. I saw ESPN today just post a video of Calvin Ridley supposedly roasting the Miami Dolphins DBs. Mm. What's, the, uh, what's the guy's name that's – that's supposedly ranked number one right now. Xavier Howard? Yes. So he was one of them. And I'm watching these, these plays. I had guys send me, like, the, the highlights. I'm like, yeah, that, it, it all looks good. But you're not going to get a triple move in a game. No right. no, quarter, no quarterback has that kind of time to, for you to run that kind of a play. Mm-hmm. And so, granted, Calvin Ridley's good. He, he proved himself, you know, which, was, which would allow Atlanta to let Julio Jones go. Yeah. And if he wasn't the, the, the product that he is, they, they wouldn't let him go. But he's a proven guy. But the highlights, they show him doing, you know, a triple move. He comes out, shakes the line, shakes again, 
runs inside, he shakes and comes back out, and he catches the ball. You know, as a DB, what are you supposed to do? It's, it's, it's one-on-one. Mm. Right. right. You're already at a disadvantage. There's no pressure on the quarterback. You know where the receiver's running, and he can take all the time he wants to run this route. But in a game, you sit there and try to let him run all those routes. You're going to have whoever that backup quarterback is coming in. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's yeah. Those things are ridiculous. When I when I see things like that, I'm like, come on, man. You know, you ain't got that much time. Mm-hmm. They, they ain't work like that. And I see you see so many kids, especially like the young ones, and they they get so hyped when they see, oh, they oh he, he did he did him in. Yeah. No, that's that's not at a professional level. That's not even at a collegiate level. You would you see those kind of routes? Right. You right. might see a double move like that ten times in a football season. Mm-hmm. And so and and. It won't be that many moves. You don't. You just don't have that kind of time when you're at the NFL. Just too. The speed is of the game is too fast. Yeah, and, and those are specialized routes. Like you said, it's going to be a play that's set up and designed to run that exact route to take that time. You know what I mean? And then you'll, you'll. I'm, I'm sure you'll do other things to get them off that move and then come back to him. But that, that's like you yeah. said, it, it's not going to be that that often doing that. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I remember that, and uh, I remember I had this one coach in high school. Uh, was he was running backs coach? I remember if you were if you, if you were doing one on ones and the cornerback pretty much stopped your route and you try to do like a, a, try to take up and do another a double move, quarterback would say uh, tell the quarterback not to throw the ball because you you, you you know like the cornerback already stopped you on your route. That's yeah. it. You can't, you're not gonna do a triple move out of that. So, yeah, um, I laughed at that. I was like, man, dude was like he's he was like, man, did you see Calvin Ridley? I was like, what the. Why are you sending me this shit? Like, this dude ran four different moves. That, that will never happen in a game. And then you read the comments, and every comment said the same thing I said. That's a sack. That's a sack. Quarterback will never have that time, that much time. I even saw Thurman Thomas even commented on it. It was like, yeah, quarterback will never have that much time mm-hmm. to complete that pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the new age, man, with the uh, with the TikTok videos and all that stuff. Yeah. People just want to have, like, a highlight, even though it's not going to count in the real game. Yep. All right, so uh, our last concern of the night, you know, this is uh, it's a different year because we have three preseason games, not the normal four. So game two is the dress rehearsal game. Uh, tomorrow night's going to be on primetime against uh, the Cardinals on ESPN. So 8 o'clock um, EST, and uh, you'll get to see the Chiefs-Cardinals. Now, what do you guys want to see in this dress rehearsal game? What are the things you're looking for? I know first game you guys said was kind of a wash. This one, what are you specifically looking for in this dress rehearsal game? I mean, you'll see more, 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 uh, more action out of the ones, uh, and and especially against a team that's highly talented. You know, Arizona, you know, built up this team. They built up this roster this year, bringing in a lot of uh, big name guys. Now, granted, a lot of these guys are older, so it's kind of like the Lakers going into their season because you bring in an older A.J. Green and, uh, you know, J.J. Watts and, uh, heck, I think they got a few other guys that are, are older, but um, they, they're they talented, though. They're proven guys. And to go along with Hopkins and – I mean, I can't think of my little guy, the quarterback. Kyler Murray. Yeah. Yes. Uh, highly skilled guy and is able to make some phenomenal plays. So, um It'll be a good matchup for us and to, to, to see uh, where we're at defensively, especially and on offense, because they have a pretty good defense. So uh, for the for the few plays that they do get, they will be on display uh, and, and they know that they will be graded uh, accordingly. So um, 
I think you'll see a faster pace. I think you'll see some um, some routine things that, that, that go on in the game instead of just going out trying to just go through the motion. Um, you know, actual trying to convert downs and trying to get in the end zone and, and work on certain things uh, uh, at, a, at a faster pace. So it, it'll be more exciting and you'll get more plays out of the ones, uh, like I said earlier. Uh, but even with the, the, the twos and the threes, uh, they're gonna have they're gonna have a lot more reps too. Now it's those guys that are walking that tight line. Those are gonna be the ones that probably won't get the snaps. But you know we probably won't know who they are anyway. You know not to say that in a, a disrespectful way. Uh, but yeah, those guys that you know um, will probably won't make the team. They they won't get the, the snaps that, that that they were expecting. And they'll get them on special teams, uh, but just not within the squad. Yeah, you know, and you say that, man. If you don't get no reps, man, you know it's a wrap anyway. <laughs> you're the writing's on the wall. Yeah, and I ain't getting in. You are like, well, I, I might as well. Let me call mom real quick. Let her know, shoot. <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm looking, man. It's it's like he said, man. It's gonna be a faster pace. I think they play a whole half, and it's gonna be. You'll see the zip come out. Of, you know, off off the quarterback's hands. You'll you're gonna see it because everybody's trying to get into the rhythm now. And what yeah. I'm looking for is really that consistency on that offensive line from that little, you know, nugget we got the first first preseason game. Now here's some good competition to see where the guys are actually at. And so, uh, you know, their defense, they're going to come after it because like now your second season, you know, because you don't have a fourth one, you got to get yourself ready. And so, you know, like that third one is like oh, the guys like this on the bubble, you know, but this second right here, Guys are going yeah. to come after it. They are going to be coming after it. There's going to be some humming out there, and so I'm looking. I'm looking a little bit more uh, from the secondary, the chief secondary. You know, I'm, I'm, there's some things just moving around back there. This this really interesting, and so I'm, I'm going to be watching a little bit more of that game back there, uh, and also two linebackers see where Bolton gets in, starts doing it with, with the ones, getting in some more, see what he's going to do. Uh, Running backs and then wide receivers. I'm gonna see what the wide receivers do. Will they try to introduce this multiple tight end set package out here just to see what it looks like? Possibility. Why not try it early? See what it looks like. Not put it out there. Put it on the shelf. Right? Okay. We know what we got. Let's go from there. But first half, man, I'm I'm, I'm gonna be really uh, tuned in to see offensive line, DBs, uh, wide receivers. Um, and like I said, man, linebacker. So uh, looking forward to it, man. It should be a good a good matchup. Man, Arizona's not – they ain't nobody to play with, man. They're a good team. No, not a slouch at all. Yeah, they're a good team. And, and I know he said, you know, they, there's some older guys, but these, these guys were great in their heyday. You, you know, so can't never count them out. Uh, it'd be good to see A.J. Green out there. You know, Green, just to see him, you know, because he's just been hurt. Man, I, I, I'm a fan of his anyway. I like, I like how he plays ball. So I, I just want to see how he looks. You know, just on the opposite end. But other than that, man, you know, Arizona, they, they're going to bring their A game out for sure. It'll be cool. Uh, Mahomes will play against his former college coach. I think it's the first time he's played uh, against him in the NFL or against yeah. preseason. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. That'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the thing that I it's, I don't think it's getting talked about enough. I saw some Chief fans are talking about it, but you talk about our secondary. Between Mike Hughes and um, DeAndre Baker – Baker was targeted six times last week. Didn't didn't uh, allow a catch. You know, those are two guys who were former first round picks who never who got who got had the 
call it the injury bug for the, the first couple seasons in the league. Well, right. not Baker, Baker had um, it, uh, it, uh, off the field uh, troubles, but you know, if these guys can catch on and they're for I mean, first round talent guys, I mean, those right now are cornerback three and four. But when you got Snead and in Traver and Ward, I mean, that's, that's a nice, that's a nice secondary. And there's probably there's a reason why we didn't uh, bring back Rashad Breland. Now we're yeah. seeing it, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it all, man. It's just, it, it, and the secondary, you know, they, they, I think they did a pretty good job last year. Now, if, if the sec, if the, if the front seven isn't putting the, you know, any pressure on a quarterback to where they can sit in the pocket and, and pretty much pick you apart, I don't care who you got in the secondary. You're not going to, you're not going to last. You know, it's just like we were talking about earlier about the double moves or whatever else. Um, if you give a quarterback too much time, uh, no secondary is going to be successful. So it's just a matter of what we do with our front seven uh, will we'll entail how much uh, success that we have overall as a, as a defense, but better yet in the secondary. Because mm-hmm. I think I think all of our guys in the secondary are talented. All of them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think and having depth in the secondary, uh, obviously having depth anywhere, but specifically having being able to go four deep with your cornerbacks and having, you know, while Thornhill isn't even starting at safety right now, it's it's Sorensen and, and Matthew, and I mean, a lot of people are saying Thornhill doesn't look doesn't look right, but you know, having him as, as your as your two um, in, in, in free safety, I mean, that's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. E, how, how many did y'all carry on the roster, man? DBs. Oh, I couldn't tell you. I want to say it had to be. Maybe 12, 13, maybe 12 or 13 total in the room, uh, safeties and corners and nickels. Yeah, yeah. It's a good number. Okay. Is that for your projected uh, 53, do you have, how many, how many DBs do you have? I have projected, I think I have 12. Or now, you know what? I don't think I have that many. I don't know. Hold on. Right, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I pull up right now. Ooh, 11. 11. Well, I got 11 total. Nickel and everybody. Is that a small number here? Is that, is that, I think that's close to about right. I mean, heck, there's been years, so I couldn't give you the exact number, but that's, that's, that's about the roundabout number. Mm-hmm. All, all them guys, the, the second guys you in on the field, man, you got to do all special teams. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no if ands, buts, maybes about that. You want to be out there. Mm-hmm. So, and they had Mike Hughes actually uh, re- returning uh, returning kicks last week. So you know, it's, the guys get on the field. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you a second and third string, you better ask. Put you in. Put you in everything. Right. Heck, even learn how to kick. You might be able to get back and do that. Right. You say you come out there to practice early and be with the kickers, just catch a yeah. ball. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me let me kick, coach. Right. <laughs> what what JD doing back there catching punts? Wait, what, what's yeah. what he doing? <laughs> you need a job. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for us, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Chief Concerns, presented by Bet Online. Next week, we actually have some special guests coming on. We have uh, the group from Chiefs Focus coming on to talk shop with you guys um, as we get into the final week of preseason and as we look towards the regular season. So excited to have the Chiefs Focus guys coming on to uh, join us. 
Um, as always, if anyone in Chiefs Kingdom has any concerns for these two guys, please tweet at us at, at ConcernsChief or email us at ChiefConcerns at Yahoo.com. Gentlemen, see you next week. Good night, guys. Have a good one. Right, man. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.